Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Sir Thomas the Round, whose words are, another day, another bowl. Welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into Chapter 40, uh, Catelyn 7 of A Game of Thrones. And in Fire and Blood, we are discussing the Reign of the Dragon, the Wars of King Aegon I. Yeah. Uh, exciting. Um, actually, I gotta say, I'm this Fire and Blood chapter was uh, pretty solid. Um, it kind of... And this is what we were hoping Fire and Blood would do, Sir Ezra, is expand on some of that previous information we had, and I felt like that's what this was. Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking when I was reading Fire and Blood, um, since this was told by sort of like an older maester, you know, mm-hmm. like back in the day, if if we didn't get... Because I thought some of the, and we'll talk about it here in a second, but some of the speculation and things that, that uh, resulted from... Uh, a world of ice and fire were less actually in fire and blood. So I mean, mm-hmm. it did expand, but at the same time, I was like, "Wait a second, where's that little nugget?" Right. And I'm thinking, "Well, they, you know, over 300 years, you know, more and more people study the histories, you could get, um, you know, something different." So, anyways, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of uh, interesting as I was reading today. So I'm excited to to discuss it and talk about it. Um, we got a lot of folks in the group who are excited and and uh, ready to discuss too. So, yeah, and uh, I want to say thank you for all the people who even had a lot more people join the group a lot more people like the facebook page follow us on instagram twitter all the social media platforms and we just want to say thank you to all all those all those people so um uh all right uh sir ezra should we go ahead and head on over to small council you know talk yeah. about some of the some of the updates some of the things some of the news but yeah, just, uh, uh, first sir ezra how are we doing today well we're doing pretty well i mean i'm actually uh again just more and more i don't know man i I think for a couple months there, I was coming out of like this funk, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm like motivated. You know, we got a new year coming up. We have Fire and Blood now, um, so I'm just like immersed in all these different fandoms, having so much fun. Uh, I was actually uh, super motivated, by the way. So Lord Hunter always pumps me up just because of his his uh, interactions with us. Uh, Lord Adam Parker does as well. But Jason Ross has recently, uh, you know, uh, Sir Jason has. Uh, surprise me, man! I get on I get on Instagram and I follow you guys back on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, that's at Womprat underscore two M. And man, I'm motivated. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. Gain City out there, man. Everybody's just getting after it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Super motivated. How about you, man? How's it going? Hey, man, things are good. You know, I'm um, working on my my kind of office a little bit, getting uh, some new equipment and getting a new. A new a new keyboard, you know, with LED lights and all that weird stuff, so I can have, I can match my nice. match my computer, which is of course black and red. 
uh, you know, and that <laughs> yeah. way I could have a black and red keyboard and black and red mouse and, you know, just yeah, something about that black and red. I don't know what it is, but I just, I just like it. But you so, like it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just like it. So yeah, man, things, uh, things are good on my end. Um, we got some, some shout outs to do here. So as you, uh, yeah. know them a little bit more, but I just went and met them and that is, I hope we're pronouncing it correct. Were, is it weird or word? Weird. Weird. Yeah. It is weird yeah. leather and mead, right? Yeah, weird leather and mead. Um, Travis, uh, let me see here. Is it Travis Sigler, I think? Sigler, I believe, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's actually, um, he reached out to me uh, a couple weeks ago and, and has been helping with another project. And uh, they're running just, they have this custom leather shop and uh, meadery, and they do some awesome work there. So, you know, um, I had, I I, uh, I think you, you had told me, you know, you had uh, stumbled across them, and you stumbled yeah. across Travis, and yeah, you yeah, looked yes. up his his metery. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. And so the uh, funny thing is, so for one of Strasser's other project, they're doing these leather coasters, and yeah. uh, I, you know, I kind of asked them today, hey, is that something? Um, you know, I don't want to. I spoke with his uh, girlfriend who was there running the the store, so I don't want to, you know, yeah. put him on the spot saying this is going to happen. But I think possibly um, we could maybe do something like that as well. Um, do some like leather leather coasters, uh, and then they, you know the, through them, and then you know, people can, they do good work, really good yeah, work. Yeah, people can if people are interested. Um, but they also have a Kickstarter. Um, they're trying to get uh, their meadery uh, kind of open. Uh, it looks super cool. I saw some pictures on Instagram. But small world. The, the crazy thing about it is, you know, I knew that you were working with them, and yeah. uh, like I saw, you know, just a couple weeks ago, and so I was scrolling through my Facebook, and you know how you get the suggested friends um thing right yeah yeah and so i'm like scrolling through and i'm like oh cool and then i i saw this person and they're wearing like you know like it's cosplay but it's like a stark it's like it's clearly like a john snow oh yeah yeah thing and Uh i was like oh cool and so i just clicked on it to see you know what 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 it was and then it was like it said like friends with um ezra and our buddy lane and i was like oh so he must follow you know that 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 podcast and so yeah um <clears throat> then i was like oh he's the person who who is doing the coasters and then i'm like oh he lives in portland oregon and then i'm like yeah oh their shop is in milwaukee oregon and then i'm like oh it's like five minutes from my house so yeah. like <laughs> so i was Long like oh world crazy so yeah i went and stopped in today and yeah and checked it out and they have some other stuff i think they do etsy um, so they do. They have an online kind yeah. of Etsy thing they do. It's all leather work. It's pretty cool. They have um, like Stark coasters and stuff like that for Game of Thrones stuff. And they do like um, prints. Uh, they have like a Gandalf. Like somebody did the artwork. It's like it's like, it looks actually kind of like the oh, artwork wow. in Fire and Blood. It's really good. Um, so <clears throat> they also That's do awesome. trivia nights. I saw and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. So uh, weren't you telling me that they're they're planning on they they might have like the horns of mead mm-hmm. uh, and different things. So yeah, they're looks- working. <clears throat> they're working on um they're working on uh like horns right now like you could drink you know like you could drink out of a, out of a horn it look it looks super cool um i think they have an etsy um i haven't went and checked it out yet but uh yeah i just i just yeah. stopped over there hey, earlier this morning yeah and, and shout out to my buddy lane he's i actually so sir matt called me about this last night and i was like i honestly lane is the one who's been working with with these guys and so it really was kind of a, a small world type of thing that the way you know sir matt kind of came across because i didn't really know much about them uh, mm-hmm. Until our last recording on that project, so and I want to mention too, if you're wondering um, where to go find these guys, it is weirdleatherandmead.com, but weird is spelled W Y R D, so that's weird leather 
andmead.com. Yeah. So, so yeah, we out. checked it out. They yeah, they they have a Kickstarter. They reached their goal. Um, they've done two. Yeah. They did one to like open their store, and then they did another one to um, get this meadery. So they're just selling it. It's not. It's not going to be like a bar because that's you know an entire for a big business. It's like an entire another mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, and so yeah. I was kind of asking about it, and I guess they they're trying, uh, and they're saying like, well, honey is like the most expensive thing, right? So got to mm-hmm. buy yeah honey to make mead. Wow. I don't know. I've never really drank mead. Uh, I'm yeah. sure James Hunt, Lord James Hunter has. So if he yeah, could, yeah. if he could tell me, uh, I'm sure Lord Adam Parker has as well. So if you guys could <laughs> right, let me right. know how that tastes, you know, hey, I'd I'd check I'd check it out. It seems like it seems thick, right? Like, hey, about, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I actually, um, Sir David uh, sent me some back in the day, and we tried a little bit of it. I don't know if you remember that I tried so many ways. Yeah, and it was uh, it was different. It was different. I mean, I enjoyed it, but yeah. <clears throat> So yeah. I don't know. What, I, I'm thinking future meetup out there. You know, maybe in that uh, region. Um, that's a, a mead, a, a mead up. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a meet up. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I just want to give them go, those guys a shout out. So check them out. Um, some other things I have here in in the name for the, for those of you who are our patron um, Black Council members or, or uh, sorry, excuse me, Hedge Knight or yep. Bannerman. You know, Knights Watch. Um, any mm-hmm. of the any of those any of those tiers, um, you know, ple- uh, or what uh, the the t shirt tiers? Um, we're gonna send out a yeah, form yeah. to get that to get that going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll send out a, a Google form, and you guys can. Uh, we just need to gather sizes. Just one last sort of make sure everybody uh, has their size in. Um, have everybody's address, so we're good there. Uh, if you could just go in. So um, this actually, let's see, we were always record the day before. So, yeah, that should be up for you guys to go click on the form. You'll get a little message uh, in your inbox with a link to the form. So just fill that out for us, and we're going to get that uh, package sent out to you guys ASAP. So uh, mm-hmm. the sooner we get that, I'm going to give everybody about seven seven days to get that done. So next Sunday, um, you know, this coming Sunday for you guys, you know, we, we will uh, update that and get that going. So Yeah, abs- yeah ab- absolutely. So, um yeah, some other some other things I have. There's not really a lot of Game of Thrones news uh, right now. We covered a lot of it, you know, last week. Obviously, with Fire and Blood coming out and the show, um, right? But uh, one thing I saw, and this has nothing to do with uh, Game of Thrones here, maybe, but I just or does it? I it do, does it? Yeah, um, and just really quickly because I just I just I just saw this thing, the cow, that like six foot tall cow. I don't know, man. If you guys I, haven't I, seen this, just go on YouTube and type in six foot cow. It's crazy. So Yeah, Sir Matt just sent it to me and I, <laughs> I was like, that can't be real. Somebody's gonna be dressed up in that thing. That can't be real. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. But, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Just just having 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 some fun there with, with that. So um it is December, so we're probably gonna do another um trivia giveaway type of a thing. I'm thinking maybe another Funko Pop or or or, or Fire and Blood this month. So I think yeah. we're going to do yeah do another one of those. And Raven's Nest we have coming soon. So Ezra and I are still working on some of the kinks. We'll post in the Facebook group um, mm-hmm. for those of you who are. And obviously we can post on Patreon for those of you guys who are um, in the Discord server. So uh, jump in live. Yeah, and if you guys want to send us some talk, uh, some topics, that'd be great too. We have a couple uh, ravens and theories that we are definitely going to read uh, and talk about. But if you guys want just some topics, because we can post a topic in the Facebook group and then possibly generate some more uh, conversation, you know, around a topic you guys are interested in. But, uh, Sir Matt just brought up a great one to me last night. We're getting back mm-hmm. into our green dreams, 
And uh, so I'm not going to spoil that, but we have some some special stuff where we might just drop something randomly, mm-hmm. uh, that being you know something that we're dwelling on and, and what mm-hmm. have you. So that is exciting, and I kind of kind of cannot wait. Oh, and just real quickly, I want to remind everybody. So like the trivia format has changed, correct? Uh, Sir Matt, it's like once a month we're gonna do something like this. Yeah, I mean, you you never know. I may I may drop the regular the regular trivia a, okay. a, every now and then. But yeah, right now okay. right right now, um, I'm just just kind of doing a once a month trivia yeah. thing. Yeah, I like it. I like. It. I just wanted to kind of let everybody know. So, okay, cool beans. Well, all right. I think it's um, is it time? Is it time to head yeah. over? Let's jump in. Okay, so time to head over to the Maester's study. Um. So last week we were talking about uh, Dorne, and we were also talking about Fire and Blood, Chapter One, which is basically Aegon's um, kind of his conquest. It's sort of like, well, more just sort of like that Targaryen history, you know, mm-hmm. moving from Valeria over, and um, you know, uh, Danny's the Dreamer, and, and and all of those cool kind of connections. So uh, this week we are in Reign of the Dragon, Wars of King Aegon the First. Mm-hmm. So um, we we I think we each have a couple of different little passages we're gonna discuss and talk about here. Yeah, so, so yeah, so right here I, I always like to read the first passage. The long reign of King Aegon the First Targaryen was by and large a peaceful one in his later years, especially. But before the dragon's peace, as the last two decades of his kingship were later called by the maesters of the Citadel, came the Dragon's Wars, the last of which was as cruel and bloody a conflict as any ever fought in Westeros. Uh, Though the wars uh, of conquest were said to have ended when Aegon was crowned and anointed by the High Septum and the Starry Sept of Old Town, not all of Westeros had yet been submitted to his rule. And that's kind of the focus point of this chapter. And, um, you know, you get a little bit of it in Fire and, or excuse me, in World of Ice and Fire. Um, Aegon's kind of dealing with Dorne, but this uh, expands on it quite a bit. Yeah, it does. It's 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 the primary focus of this uh, of this chapter is that one, you know, holdout and sort of what I'd call it like a, a thorn or a, you know, um, thorn in his side, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as as he's trying to conquer the conquer Westeros. So, uh, yeah, and so it does kind of go on here a little bit more and talk about it's. It seems a little briefer though, you know, just the way it covers um, how he he puts down sort of something a, a little bit of. Um, was this like a rebellion of some kind? So the three sisters, right, mm-hmm. had taken advantage of the of the chaos in Aegon's conquest. So there's these little bits. Was that in a World of Ice and Fire? I don't remember these little crop ups. You know, of like yeah, um, I, I'm trying to remember. And, chaos. and the it, I don't think I don't think so. Or That's if it one was, that stood me. If it was, it was it was kind of brief. We know that he went to Dorne, um, and we know that you know Rainey's died in Dorne. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't. Yeah. I don't remember it being this detailed. Well, and I think the focus of this this chapter two is also those little holdout, you know, situations. So you have the Iron Islands uh, in this, and you've got like the uh, three sisters here. So because of this chaos, and because of you know, um, well, in the in the previous chapter we were talking about uh, House Black and how you know he had pushed back, you know, he had taken out uh, Hall and basically the Iron Islands. Or the uh, Ironborn sort of ruled the Riverlands, there, yeah. you know, uh, for a while, and so that kind of gets resolved in this chapter. So it's those kind of leftover uh, groups. So n- not really the major, you know, kingdoms, um, but some of those that were uh, still feuding because of the chaos, or well, Dorne itself. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I'm 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 on I'm looking on his wiki page and Sir Ezra, you and I were talking about this beforehand. Where is a lot of that information pulled? Actually, some of that information that is not in World of Ice and Fire on the on that's on the wiki page is pulled from yep. Sons Sons of the Dragon. I'm looking at where they're referencing yeah. to. And it it is so there must be a little bit more of it in Sons of the Dragon, just which actually we'll be talking about next week. So Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's interesting how it's been kind of uh moved Put, around just a bit here. Right. So yeah. Okay. So now, um, so the three sisters is just a quick little uprising that gets put down by Visenya, and you know we've we've talked about her dealings with uh, the Vale and that whole you know um, region there. Now on the other side of Westeros, the Iron Islands were in chaos. Uh, House Hor had ruled the Iron Men for long centuries, only to be extinguished in a single night when Aegon unleashed Balerion's fires on Harrenhal. Um, so, you know, now what are we going to do here? And by the way, I think I misspoke earlier. It's, so it's house whore, right? Um, Mm -hmm. it's hair in the black. Is that right? Is that who? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he takes out, he actually, he, uh, destroys the, um, the black line, doesn't he? You know, Heron's Mm -hmm. grandsires. He declares himself the, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So he takes out all of Heron's, you know, sons, but it looks like, um, there was a younger sister, um, who had a son who declares himself the rightful heir. So he's kind of, you know, uh, causing some issues and different things. And when you go back to um, the Iron Islands there on Old Wick, they're trying, I think, what does it say here? Uh, the idea is that some of the, uh, what were they called? Some of their priests, mm-hmm. some of their drowned priests, um, had kind of proclaimed, you know, their own king. So in the midst of this chaos here, they they decide to kind of raise their own, you know, um, their own lord, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah, Lodos, the holy man. Yeah, doesn't go well for him, does it? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so he's pretty much quickly, uh, you know, put down. It's what's interesting though is that Aegon, you know, he puts an end to the fighting. He puts an end to the fighting, and um, he dispatches from Bear Island, Torin Stark, right? The the guy, the one who knelt. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, yeah, well, and yeah, they're getting, well, also, what was kind of neat too is the, um, like, you can see the power too. I don't know what the Iron Islands were thinking because he's got like the Lannister fleet. He's got like, you know, ships from Bear Island. He's got like, right. um, so many people surrounding the Iron Islands and he's bringing his dragon in there. So they, they quickly kind of are like, uh, well, what's, what's funny is, um, the, the priest king Lodos kind of tries to, what's he do, try to raise the Kraken? Doesn't mm-hmm. he try to, like, raise the, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it doesn't work, you know? No. <laughs> and so uh, he decides to go seek counsel with his father <laughs> in the sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he loads up a couple rocks in his in his pockets and and uh, and it goes and drowns. Now, this is what I thought was interesting is we talked about, and I don't know, maybe this was in one of the novellas or whatever, but it's not in Fire and Blood. It says that many of those men that went with this priest drowned right so they drowned mm-hmm. and their bodies um washed up on the shores for weeks months or whatever bloated and what have you um i believe we've said this before and it's on the wiki that his body is never found but in here they skim right past that right so what that made me think is is you know if world of ice and fire is dated like if it's a more recent telling if this is we're looking mm-hmm. at old manuscripts here perhaps over time the legend grew that you know well people start looking into whatever happened to him did we ever find his body right and maybe and we don't you know so i just kind of thought that was a little bit although they're both really i mean i keep saying that they're like this is an older history but really it's not that i mean it's like 
the difference of a few. It's still there's um, Gildane, right? Is, right. is still. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of wondered if it's, it's a different version. It's a different um, telling. So I'm kind of wondering where those little tiny nuggets are. You know. Right. So. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So then it so so then it goes into um, the first Dornish War, right? And so this is uh, four AC. So this is you know only four years after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after the conquest, right? Uh, yeah. And you know, Rainey's returns to Dorne, and as we know from World of Ice and Fire, um, says uh, the start of the first Dornish War is generally fixed at four AC when Rainey's Targaryen returned to Dorne. This time, she came with fire and blood, just as she had threatened. Riding Meraxes, the queen descended out of a clear blue sky and set uh, the planky town ablaze. The fires leaping from boat to boat until the whole mouth of the green blood was choked with burning um, uh, flotsam and the pillar of smoke could be seen as far away as Sunspear. Um, you know, so she's she's coming down and, you know, we're, we're, we're taking Dorne is, you know, is the idea. Mm-hmm. And then you have yeah. uh, Oris Baratheon, who's leading 1,000 um, picked, uh, picked knights up the Boneway, whilst Aegon himself marched through the Prince's Pass at the head of an army 30,000 strong led by mm-hmm. nearly uh, 2,000 mounted knight and 300 lords and bannermen. Uh, Lord Harlan Tyrell, the Warden of the South, was heard to say that they had more than enough power to smash any Dorm- Dornish army that threatened to stand before them, even without Aegon and Balerion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, even right before that, too, um, I mean, the whole bit, like when he goes to Old Town, he's crowned. I mean, he's crowned, and Dorn has not yet submitted there was no one there so he said he just kind of said all right well we win you know th- th- mm-hmm. this is ours and then it's like yeah as you said two years later rainy's uh is back because you know they show up and there's um you know uh it's unsettled i mean it also Aegon doesn't like to lose and he it's mentioned a couple times that he is someone who you know um he was a conqueror he wanted to conquer the whole thing he had set out to do that and he had sent the ravens you know to kind of say that he would be king over all of that and and so he doesn't uh, doesn't give up. And uh, real quick, I wanted to make a, a just a quick little funny connection here. Flotsam um, is is the uh, like shipwreck, and it's kind of like um, you know, discarded right. uh, things or whatever. And it's a it's a connection back to one of Tolkien's chapters, Flotsam and Jetsam, uh, okay. which I thought was kind of cool. So just a quick little. I mean, it's a it's a word choice. You could use Flotsam for whatever, but I thought it was kind of funny that he chose to use. To put that word in there, you know. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I was when, I did, so, when, I just, when I just read it, I was like, I don't know what that is. Uh, so be, yeah. well, only reason I know I wouldn't know it unless I um, just came across the, the the chapter. Ironically, we had just finished that last week, so uh, in Lord of the Rings stuff. So, anyways, pretty kind of you know, kind of cool. Um, now they, they they struggle though, don't they? You know, with the Dornish here. I mean, it's not uh, it, by struggle. I mean, there's not a lot of like uh, resistance in the traditional form, you know? Uh, and we talked about this back in the day when we, when we covered a world of ice and fire, but they, uh, as they show up, really the people are kind of fleeing, um, mm-hmm. and wells are being poisoned, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, it, that, and that goes back to, if you want to talk about, you know, Gurr often uses European history, right? English history. Um, yeah. go back and look at, um, Vlad Dracul, Vlad, the impaler, uh, when he was, you know, 
the Ottoman Empire is coming, you know, in to take over Walchuria, you know, Transylvania, all that kind of mm-hmm. Romania, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> he can't stand up to him. So that's what they do is they, you know, destroy the destroy towns and stuff like that. It's like, well, if you're going to conquer us, you're not going to get anything. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind, that kind of that kind of mentality. Hey, and that's a smart thing to do. So that's what Dorne does. They poison they poison all the wells. And when you're marching all of these men all the way through the desert, you know, you're going to get in this chapter. I like when it says they get thirstier and thirstier, you know, and mm-hmm. so so it's kind of like it's kind of like if you're in a boat in the ocean, you know, sooner or later that salt water starts to look pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you just try to exactly. Are you going to risk the poison maybe just to quench your thirst, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is, is what I wonder. It says they lost almost all their horses. So Ors Baratheon really has. Uh, kind of the hardest time he his men are destroyed and he's he's captured mm-hmm. uh so we we talked about him you know last week he was the answer to our trivia question uh and uh, you know cool guy i mean he's he's pretty laid back and he's um good friend i mean supposed half half brother bastard mm-hmm. brother yeah you know we we kind of forget that i mean it's like it's like that's a whole mystery in in, in and of itself is that he is possibly somewhat uh related to all these targaryens mm-hmm. That we're talking about here, the the three heads of the dragon. So, um, but he is spared, and a dozen of his other lords are thought uh, worth the ransom. So they're kept by, um, is it uh, is it Will of Will? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will of Will, the savage, the savage uh, mountain lord, uh, called the Widow Lover. Yeah. So this guy's kind of a you know, um, pretty messed up uh, type of type of guy. So, uh, okay, so so Will of Wills uh, is this like savage mountain lord called the Widow Lover. And mm-hmm. I just kind of thought that was, you know, a pretty terrible, you know, name, <laughs> right? To yeah. to have he's kind of a uh, and he's a, he's not a good dude, you know. Um, he's the one who kind of cuts off uh, all of the. Well, eventually, I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but he cuts off uh, Ors Baratheon's hand, and mm-hmm. um, you know, sends him back without his sword hand. So, so there's that. I was wondering if there was a connection between him and the guy who takes um, Jamie Lannister's hand, you know. Right. I just, I just, I just kind of wondered, but you know, I don't think so. So, anyways, I just, those guys were sell swords, and and so, anyways, uh, yeah. but yeah. So, King Aegon though is just having some trouble. He's he had uh, he had more success than than Ors did, uh, but uh, you know, Dorne's really not not playing their game. You know, they they're using as we've we've said that different uh, a, a different approach, a different tack uh, tactic. So right, yeah, and so know. yeah, they're they're you know they're. They're burning stuff down, and a lot of them go into hiding. You know, it talks about. Um, and I was trying to, I, I was trying to see if this, if this is the same in, um, in World of Ice and Fire. I pulled up, I pulled up the Dragons Against Dorne, which is at the end of the Dorne chapter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it talks about how Aegon uh, at one point, because I was trying to see if they were similar, and so it does look like they're similar. They're not like the same, um, which is nice. Uh, it talks about how Aegon, you know found you know a handful of old men boys and women right so he they're not they're not finding armies ha- all the time oh, right. yeah exactly yeah yeah they're not and you know um i mean really like like i, I mean i guess overall to say i mean the dornish win at the end of the day that they, they win even though he shows up there and he he burns and destroys all of their stuff i mean they lose men yeah you know it's actually um and some some of his noblest you know uh, uh, knights and and um, lords are like captured and and killed. So, 
I mean, even after, so like, let's move on a little bit here. So like Lord Tyrell, right? And, right. and his host kind of ends up remaining there um, after King uh, King Aegon leaves. What's her name? Um, the Yellow Toad, right? She, she wouldn't right. even, you know, show her face. She wouldn't even, you know... Um, uh, or or d- d- who does she talk to? Does she talk to? Um, well, she talks to Rainies. Well, she talks to Rainies originally, right? She when when right, right when Aegon's taking over the stuff, um, but she doesn't die in this. She dies. No. She dies of old age later. You know what do they they right. say? Um, you know having having sex with a stallion. Oh. You know is, is what her is enemy that? her enemies say. And so that was a new nugget, right? I mean, right. isn't that new? I mean, that's weird. That's what her enemies say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But kind of weird. Um. So yeah, so I was I was wondering if she had showed up and actually talked to Aegon, and, and it looks like you know that was as you said with Rainey's before. So, anyways, Lord Tyrell is there, and as soon as King Aegon leaves, um, Hellholt, and uh, he leaves him with uh, a strong castle on the river Brimstone. And here's my connection to your cow uh, comment earlier. So, Brimstone was thought to be a well situ- uh, well situated to deal with any. Uh, of of the uh, revolts that could happen, so he's right there. He's near this river, but the river was sulfurous. We actually talked about this last week, and that you know the folk who dwell along that river maybe are misformed, misshapen, mm-hmm. or um, or six foot tall cows. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, you know. So, anyways, the fish taken from there um, made the the high gardeners sick, and so and again, this this whole area is is very foreign, very different. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me of when people go to the north. It's like it's difficult to survive up there. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to how to live and how to survive. Yeah. Um, yeah, ab- ab- so. yeah ab- absolutely. And so um, what ends up happening, though, is that this war drags on for a couple of years. Like, they, you mm-hmm. know, it's not just this one big push. They, you know, they, they come back, you know. I mean, they and they come back a couple times you know it's like in 9 ac visenya returns again this time with aegon flying uh beside her and uh, they just go burn stuff right but then it's really is it 10 is it 10 ac when when uh Rainey's dies i think it is i think so yeah yeah because there was the there were those two years of just mm-hmm. straight fury um where they were burning um for for no not, not well not no good reason but they, they're just they're they take their dragons and they burn everything that they can. They just kind of go nuts mm-hmm. for a couple years. So, yeah, the, the the bloody age occurred in 12 AC. Yeah. Um, interesting. So, yeah, let me read. Let me read a little bit here. I think I had. Uh, is this it? No, this is it's coming up. Okay, the most infinite, the most infamous act of the bloody age occurred in 12 AC when uh, Will of Will, uh, the widow lover, uh, arrived uninvited at the wedding of Sir John. Oh, this was kind of new. I thought I, I don't remember this. I mean, it it could be maybe this was this was said, uh, but this guy ended up um, re- retreating, taking Orr's hands, and and he's still around many years later. Uh, and he goes to um, the, like the, this wedding uh, with Alice Oakhart, uh, the daughter of Lord Old Oak, and uh, he gets in there, and they basically it's another red wedding, man. You know, he goes in there and, and kills everybody. Um, you know, um, rapes the girl and all of her handmaidens, and you know, uh, and sold them into to mirish slavers. Yeah. So, pretty wild time. So things are really escalating, and that kind of stuff gets around the realm, and it starts to kind of cause fear and anxiety um, because they're they're raiding. There's unrest. You know, the the, the Dornish can't be quelled. Um, so that's got that's definitely weighing on uh, you know King Aegon and and this. You know, and I even bet too the with the you know um, 
the Dornish rulers as well probably don't want all this death and strife as well. So this is a long, you know, from 4 AC to to 12 to 13 AC is, is a long time to be in mm-hmm. conflict. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, all right. So then, uh, Rainey's death, we, uh, we know, you know, we know that, um, you know, they, they go down and, uh, there, she gets hit by a scorpion bolt. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and it says, we, you know, we don't know, we don't know. It says, um, whether Rainey's outlived her dragon remains a matter of dispute. Some say she lost her seat and fell to her death. Others say she was crushed beneath Maraxes in the castle yard. A few accounts claim that the queen survived her dragon's fall, only to die a slow death by torment in the dungeons of the Eulers. And um, then it goes on to say the true circumstances will probably never be known. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I find that third one a little more interesting, the fact that she's still alive, because... Um, yeah we'll get to it later right we talked about that letter um and yeah yeah that's a big deal that's a big deal so um anyway so what happens after that it says the next two years were known as the dragon's wrath every castle in dorne was burned thrice over as balerion and vagar returned time and time again the sands around the hellholt were fused into glass uh so Mm -hmm. hot was balerion's fiery breath the dornish lords were forced into hiding uh, but even that did not buy them safety. Lord Fowler, Lord Vaith, Lady Tolan, and four success, uh, successive lords of Hellholt were murdered. One after the other for the Iron Throne had offered a lord's ransom in gold for the head of any Dornish lord. Only two of the killers lived to collect their rewards, however, and the, uh, and the Dornishmen took their reprisals, replaying, repaying blood for blood. Lord Connington of Griffin's Roof was killed whilst hunting. Uh, Lord Mertens of the Mistwood poisoned and his whole uh, household by a cask of Dornish wine. Uh, Lord Fell smothered in a brothel in King's Landing. Then even says, you know, uh, the Targaryens weren't even exempt. You have uh, the king was attacked three times. Um, Queen Visenya was, you know, attacked Mm -hmm. a couple times and she had to cut somebody down with, with Dark Sister. So... Uh, yeah. yeah, so you know the and the Dornish were definitely not putting up with it. Yeah, and that's you know back to um, like that that red wedding that I had mentioned. That was sort of one of those climaxing type of situations. So that whole two year period between 10 AC and 12 AC, all of that you know craziness is going on, and um, assassinations, plots, uh, people sneaking into different you know areas. And I guess like the what the um, the Stormlands and the and the Reach were super perturbed i mean they're they're the ones getting kind of attacked aren't they you know by the mm-hmm. dornish yeah yeah um so when they're kind of you know uh coming up into the into Aegon's uh territory there so anyways though let's let's actually talk about um well let's talk first about uh miriam martell the the yellow toad of dorn mm-hmm. and uh just the idea that in 13 ac is when she she dies mm-hmm. and it's actually her son um who who ascends uh nymore uh kind of becomes the lord of sunspear and he is—he's actually old. He's an old guy. He's sixty. What does it say? He's sixty years old. Yeah. And um, you know, he's—he's he's really kind of done with war. I think you know. Yeah. Um, and so he—he he doesn't really want to continue this anymore. It's been years and years and years. Most of his life, probably, or a lot of his life. And so he sends an embassy, sends his daughter, um, to King's Landing to hopefully seek a peace of some kind. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And the yeah. big thing is that that, that Aegon won't. I mean, he's he's uh, he his sister uh, Visenya, his counselors. They won't take a peace unless it's like full surrender. Like they want the Dornish to surrender uh, until 
they are presented with a letter. Right. You know? And it's this letter that is has caused a lot of... Um, I saw people in, in different Reddit threads and, and elsewhere saying, we got nothing more. You know, we got nothing more in this letter. Like, what did it say? Will we ever know? Um, and there's a little bit more. There's the idea that, that perhaps um, the letter was written with Rainey's blood, mm-hmm. with her own blood, which I thought was interesting. Um, and it's it's written... Uh, it was potentially from... written by the yellow the, by the toad before she died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'll, I just want I want I want to read this part here. So um, uh-huh. the letter uh, it was presented by Princess Dara uh, uh, presented presented the king with a sealed letter from her father for your eyes only, your grace. King Aegon read uh, Prince uh, Nymer's words in open court, stone faced and silent, while seated on the Iron Throne. Uh, when he wrote, uh, when he rose afterwards, men said his hand was dripping blood. He burned the letter and never spoke of it again. But that night, he mounted Balerion and flew off across the waters of uh, Blackwater Bay to Dragonstone upon its smoking mountain. When he returned the next morning, Aegon Targaryen agreed to the terms proposed by Nymor. Soon thereafter, he signed a treaty of eternal peace with Dorne. To this day, no one can say with certainty what might have been in uh, Dara's letter. Some claim it was a simple plea from one father to another, heartfelt words that touched King Aegon's heart. Others insist it was a list of all those lords and noble knights who had lost their lives during the war. Certain septums even went so far to say uh, that it was uh, written by the Yellow Toad before her death using a vial of Queen Rainey's own blood for ink so that the king would be helpless to resist its malign magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... It's yeah. So so I had a couple thoughts on that. If that's okay, just to uh, right. Yeah, go ahead. Di- like like different things. It, we'll, we'll get to the next. S- someone years later, it, it says they they talk about what they they thought it might be. Um, but before we get to that that point, I actually thought if there is some magic or some power in that, maybe maybe that's maybe that's true. Blood magic. Something was done. He's there's there's blood on his hand. Perhaps right. You know the letter. Um, I I don't know how he could have blood on his hand if if it was was it just uh. Like like the how would the letter not be Dry. seeping with right yeah exactly exactly so I'm kind of wondering about that if he was cut in some way no I think uh, I think I I've always viewed that as he's sitting on or is he standing reading it I don't know but to, you, to I, I know what you're gonna say is if he if he's on the Iron Throne right we know that the Iron Throne can poke you and and cut you is right. that he would grip it so hard because he's so angry reading it yeah and and so several things to me is that like he's either describing what they did to his sister. Yeah, because it doesn't um, say. And, it just says King Aegon read the words in open court. It doesn't say he was he was, he was if he was standing or not. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. And he didn't read them aloud either. He read them. It was just to him, to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So no one no one else there even knows. It's, it's literally just him. But his hand is bleeding. So as you said, it's either gripping the Iron Throne. Um, I wondered if there was... This is going to sound totally crazy, but if, they, if there was... Because um, a, wo- a woman delivers it you know, and they always talk about poison being associated with Dorne and there being some, you know, poison is a women's, you know, weapon um, type of thing. If he wasn't somehow when he opened that letter, if there wasn't something, I almost want to say like anthrax, you know, like if right. there wasn't something yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in no, it that, that, yeah. was a, that there was a poison because he instantly after he burns the letter flies to Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. You know, he flies to Dragonstone for some reason. And we don't know why. We have no idea why he why he flew there. Were there instructions? Was he poisoned? Did he have to agree to this? Was there a cure if he agreed to their terms, or uh, is it just sort of like more more threats? 
and right. maybe he knew a way in which he could kill the dragons, as we said, or he knew a way. And let's go on to the next part. Um, Grandmaster uh, Clegg had said that when he, he showed up, uh, he concluded many years later that he thought that the Dornish um, had uh, written in the letter that, that their, their intent to go get a faceless man to assassinate his son, Aenys, um, Rainey's son. Mm-hmm. And I thought, boy, that's something, isn't it? You know, that they would they would go that far uh, yeah. to kind of kill kill his descendants. Yeah, no, absolutely, so, absolutely. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that is pretty much, and that's pretty much the that that chapter. Uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. They, it uh, he agrees to peace, and and uh, that ended the first Dornish War from four uh, to thirteen A.C. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and uh, so uh, yeah, next week we'll be doing for Fire and Blood three heads, uh, you know, three heads of the dragon governance under King Aegon the First. So this is kind of cool um, when we get to it next week. It's you get a little more of like what his governing style was, what what was some of the things he he wanted to do, and then again this adds some of that day to day life kind of stuff to World Wise of Fire, which we all love a lot. So yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, cool beans. Did you have any thoughts on that on the on the letter? Any other additional like speculation? Yeah, yeah I mean, my you know my kind of theory is that they had her as a captive, right? Yeah, and that it's like if you don't agree to peace, we're just going to kill her, and so at least or he, we're going to continue to torture. You know, maybe yeah, we'll I mean, kill her if you don't, yeah, but I mean, you, like you're never going to be able to see her again either way. Yeah, you know, yes, I don't know because yeah. yeah, so because I don't know what they would have done with her unless you know. You know, they force her to have kids or something, and then you could argue that they have a claim to the uh, throne. You know, I don't know. That's what I—I I actually thought that I was—I didn't know if I'd be crazy in saying that. Like, perhaps if they did keep her and they had Targaryen children, some secret, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dornish Targaryen line going on. Um, who knows? I, I don't. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be. The, wouldn't be the first secret Targaryen, you know, line that we have yeah. in the world of Ice and Fire. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um. Anyways, okay. Well, let's uh, you you guys let us know what you think. You know, hit us up on the Facebook group and, and what do you think was in the letter and and uh, how do you think it affected Aegon? Why did he have to go to Dragonstone? That's my big question: is why did he have to go there? And and then he comes right back the next day and says, "All right, cool." You know, so absolutely fascinating stuff. Um, and we have a good Raven too. Sir Gibbs uh, made made some really good comments this week about uh the the idea that Gur gives us you know a lot of this um. Gives us some answers, but then leaves a lot of mystery, makes us question the sources and stuff. So we'll talk about that at the end. But I wanted to mention it right there because it was a good example, good place where that happens. Okay, so we're on to um, Catelyn 7. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, Catelyn, Catelyn 7 here. Um, last last week we were in Eddard 10. Uh, that was where Ned had uh, you know dreamt of the showdown at the Tower of Joy. When he woke, he found a uh, angry King Robert... Um, you know, he's angry about the abduction of Tyrion Lannister, demanding that Ned make peace with the Lannisters. Robert uh, resonates, uh, reinstates, excuse me, uh, Ned as Hand of the King and declares that Ned must sit the Iron Throne because he is going hunting. Um, this week we we're in Catelyn 7, but the last time we were with Catelyn, she was she and her party had finally reached the Bloody Gate uh, and safely. And her at her sister's request, Catelyn makes the dun, uh, the dangerous night ascent to the Eyrie to meet Liza and her sickly son, Robert. But... Um, you know, and we get a little bit more of Catelyn in that Tyrion chapter. That's kind of that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the way that, that works. Yeah. So this week we are into Catelyn um, 7. 
Catelyn gets news from Riverrun that House Lannister is gathering an army at Casterly Rock. As Cast as Catelyn and Sir Roderick arrive for Tyrion's trial by combat, they meet uh, Sir Brendan, who was uh, who has resigned his post and plans to join the defense of Riverrun. In this duel, uh, in the duel, Bronn kills Sir Vardis, uh, Egan, and Liza sets Bronn and Tyrion free outside at the Bloody Gate to take their chances with the Vale Mountain clans. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, uh, th- th- this chapter, I was surprised when I went back and, and reread it and actually really, really looked at it. Uh, there was more in it than I, than I thought. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about different regions and sort of the politics of Westeros in a way that I hadn't actually before. So I, I want to talk about that when we, when we, those parts come up, but, uh, yeah. So, so Catelyn, you know, at the start of this chapter, um, is, uh, well, well, she, she awakes and she, she wasn't awoken in time for this letter that does come mm-hmm. from River Run, you know, and she feels like she should have been. So there's a lot of tension between Catelyn and Lysa, you know, uh, these two sisters. And you wouldn't think that you would, you would think that, um, they'd be, you know, on the, on the same side here. I, I almost wonder, you know, if, uh, Catelyn, you you know sometimes you like you're the older sibling and you don't realize that your 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 uh, younger sibling has always been jealous of the things that you had, right? And and that kind of stuff. It seems like that was Lysa. You know, she was jealous of what Cat had. That she was the the eldest sister, and she's betrothed to, you know, um, well, and, and she ends up getting you know Ned Stark, and she gets you know, Lysa gets John Aaron, this old john aaron you know what i mean right. um when we when, when what we really, she also you know wanted peter baelish and you know catelyn kind of got her or him yeah 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 exactly and exactly and and cat doesn't even want him you know and so uh it's sort of like how you know it just i can see how all that would be boiling underneath and then now she's in this position of power you know she's at the veil with her son and catelyn is trying to say this is my prisoner you know yeah. Tyrion is my prisoner and she's not having it yeah um so I don't know. Did you have anything you wanted to specifically read? I was just going to pull out a couple different points. Uh, here. No, I mean, you know, th- this this chapter again is another one that kind of uh, season one does a really good job of of the show. Um, I posted uh, a link to uh, the YouTube video uh, yesterday. I was kind of like, here, hey, here's your Sparks Notes uh, version of, yeah. <laughs> of, of the fight, and it pretty much goes the same way. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, there's I mean, the, there's. T- there are different tidbits here, though, aren't there? At the beginning, you know, right? With, yeah, the, with, yeah, uh, the House Tully. Yeah, there, yeah. There's definitely a little bit uh, more in the in the beginning of this. Um, you know, I, I like that it talks about uh, Alyssa's tears, the waterfall. Oh you yeah, know, Alyssa Aaron mm-hmm. had seen her husband, her brothers, and all of her children slain, and yet in life she had never shed a tear. So in death, the gods had decreed that she would know uh, no rest uh, until her weeping watered the black earth of the Vale where the men uh, she had loved were buried. Um, Alyssa had been dead 6,000 years now, and still no drop of the to- uh, the torrent had ever reached the valley floor far below. Catelyn wondered how large a waterfall her own tears would make when she died. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Yeah. You know, there yeah. it is. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> ba- back to Lady Stoneheart. Same thing. You know, yeah. um, it's just interesting that she, um, you know, she had watched her husband um, her brothers and all her children slain. So she doesn't see, you know, Ned die, but you know, in mm-hmm. her life, she's, you know, sees her husband slain, um, her brothers, mm-hmm. she doesn't see her brother slain, but they, you know, they get killed again by the, by, you know, by the Lannisters. If right. The Blackfish. And it, right from, from her point of view. Yeah, exactly. From her point of view too, during that, uh, later well, on in the, the wedding, yeah. it's like, yeah, she, she, 
far as she knows, everyone around her is, you know, getting killed and stuff. It's just, yeah. yeah and she sees, she sees, you know, she sees Rob, she sees Rob die right before, you know, right before she dies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. So now uh, here at the beginning, this is where Sir, Sir Roderick, you know, he has been healing. He's been trying to get better. Uh, his whiskers have kind of grown back a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he comes with news from River Run. Uh, Ed Muir has kind of um, he's he's kind of rallying the troops and he's uh, actually he's sent some riders to Castle Rock to for he wants uh, Tywin to to uh, tell everybody what are your intentions here? Why are you raising an army? Mm-hmm. You know, we need to know because they na- they border. Um, you know, the Westerlands, so they, they definitely want to go see what's happening there. And there's no mention of Lord Hoster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that strikes Catelyn as sort of like, why is, what's going on? You know, what? why would there not be any mention of her father? Why is Edmure kind of in charge of everything right now? And so it just shows you she's really disconnected. Remember she had those those thoughts when she left the Crosswoods, um, and she was thinking about heading to River Run, uh, but she wasn't really sure. I think she knew maybe in letters that her father was was getting up in years and and uh, had some failing health but i don't i don't think she knows how bad it truly is so. right and she and, we, and we, you know we get to that later when she does when she she finally mm-hmm. makes it to the veil and you know things are things are the uh, riverlands you know and things are really mm-hmm. bad um you know yeah Yep. So, uh you know Kat, again is upset that she wasn't woken about this but it's Lysa who really um you know, doesn't uh, want to trouble. She's she's kind of um, you know not letting her sister know about this this message or, or what have you. But um, the Blackfish knows. He knows for sure. He knows what's going on, and he tries to go kind of talk sense to Lysa. Mm-hmm. And he what's what's he call uh, when when he's leaving there? He calls it like a mummer's farce in there, right? Or some um, right. Uh, he he makes fun of the uh, you know, the the whole scene really that Lysa's kind of got set up for this big big uh, trial, but um, I don't know. Very interesting. Uh, let me see if I can find the part two. She's talking about him being. Um, she's going to go remind Lysa that that Tyrion is her prisoner. That he's my prisoner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she tells um, Roderick too that they need to get back. They need to leave. You know, essentially right. they need to if they can get this get Tyrion. Um, that'd be great. They can get on a ship again, and they can they can head uh, head north, back to Winterfell where where she belongs. Um, so, and I think he's he's you know seeing wisdom in that. Uh, and they, they talk about the nature of Lysa and how you know as you'd said she used to be this shy girl you know that that back at River Run and she now is what are all the words they they said uh, she's turned proud, fearful, cruel, dreamy, reckless, timid, stubborn, vain. And above all, inconstant. Uh, and I think that's the thing is like she goes from, uh, she, she can just change on, on a whim. I don't think she really even realizes the danger that she's truly in. Uh, mm-hmm. or she doesn't understand, you know, um, I don't know, the magnitude of this situation. So, especially with the news from River Run. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, And then, should we get to the duel or well yeah they're they're um i was trying to find it here really quick that right before we get to that um there was a bit here where the where her uncle decides that he's going to go back to river run right right he's actually going to cross yeah brenda yeah the the black flesh yeah yeah and he's going to cross the veil of the mountains he basically says you can find somebody else to guard the bloody gate um and uh 
and he's he's leaving his post and and, and um Callan kind of kind of convinces him to come with her mm-hmm. you know don't waste your life don't throw your life away you going alone um through the mountain clans is not a good idea so you know and he takes a moment and he kind of agrees and um he says as you say it's a long way home but um i more like to get there you know basically like I'd, I'd like to actually make it you know and i may not make it with my current you know uh plan here so he says i'll wait for you below so he just takes off he's done with all of this and he's waiting for for catlin to come down and then they're gonna you know make their make their journey back um and and as they i can't remember where it is at but i'm just gonna go ahead and mention it now because i i don't want to i don't want to miss it they they talk a little bit about um the poisoning of John Aaron. And I don't know if it was Roderick, uh, or, or I don't know, I think it was Roderick who was basically kind of asking, and if, if you find it, Sir Matt, just let me know. But, you know, he was saying, do you still, do you believe that Tyrion actually killed John right. Aaron? Because Lysa says, you know, he's my prisoner because he killed my husband and he left my son fatherless. And there's this whole conversation about, uh, it's Maester Coleman actually, I think, who shows up and says that, because uh, she sees that the boy is undisciplined. She sees that John is very, I'm sorry, um, uh, what's his name? Robert? Yeah, right. sorry, Robert, Robert, Robert is very, Aaron, yeah. is very, yeah, very undisciplined, and she's kind of like, you know, he needs to learn that, and Maester Coleman uh, shows up and says, you know, well, he was meant to be fostered on Dragonstone. That that was that was the plan is to be fostered on Dragonstone, and she's like, oh no, sir, you you're you're wrong. He was he was um after his death, you know, um the plan was to send him to the Lannisters to be fostered there, um and Mister Coleman's like, no 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 no, uh, actually it was it was beforehand that John Aaron had this plan. He had this plan to send Robert his you know, his son away from his mother to Dragonstone. Right, and so it got me thinking. With that poison is. Well, it got me th- got me thinking about Stannis, and it got me thinking about poison, and how obsessed this mother is with keeping her son nearby. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if she didn't have something to do with this um, this whole plan. Because remember, the knight that's in King's Landing, uh, who gets killed during the Hand's tourney, is one of his own. You know, it was someone someone who was close to him. You know, it was said that John Aaron was beloved. And I started thinking to myself. Just my own little theory here that perhaps Lysa isn't as innocent as as we think in all of this, because that that conversation with with the with the Maester made me think, you know, he because that was Caitlin or, or Catelyn tries to correct him right, and she says no, 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 he he was meant to go to with the Lannisters. And he's like, no, it was you know well before that. John Aaron was trying to convince you know he was he had plans to send him to Dragonstone, and you can see if Lysa didn't agree with that, she might have found a way to kind of, uh, um, you know, cast blame on the Lannisters and also assassinate her own husband. So I'm, I went ahead and say it. You know, I went ahead and say it. So if somebody disagrees, let me know. <laughs> but I kind of think it was... Uh, what's up? Well, Littlefinger... Doesn't Littlefinger persuade... Doesn't she... That's how John Aaron dies, right? Is she is the one who kills him? Is it... So I thought it was... Um, does Does he actually say that later on? In the in the text, no, 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 yeah, I mean, like in the in uh, that he that she that she's the one who poisons him. That's what I thought. Um, Littlefinger, okay, per- little. This is from the wiki. Littlefinger had persuaded Liza to poison John's wine with tears of uh, list, suggesting that to her that this okay. would both remove the obstacle to their marriage and prevent John from se- sending 
And Eliza did as she Perfect. as she was bitten. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I was just remembering. I was, I was like, I was, I'm fairly. I was like, I'm pretty sure that those little finger convinced her to do it. And then I, I'd have to. I'm gonna have to go back and look. But I'm sure the, the scene where he killed, where, um, where Littlefinger goes to the Vale in the show, um, right? And he and he's with, and he's with Liza before he kills her. Doesn't she say uh-huh. something about that? Oh, on the show, I don't remember. Um, and see, I didn't. I, I didn't even remember that part where where she had, um, where they had confessed that little, that Littlefinger. So I honestly did not remember that at all. Yeah, that, that there was a part where. You know, she kind of owned up to to killing her own husband. That's fantastic because here it is. There's the groundwork for it right there, um, and that's you know the idea that they would send her her son away and she gets out of that marriage. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's awesome. I mean, but it, it's such a it's such a subtlety. You know what I mean? It's so such a subtle reference here, and then all of this. I mean, look at look, look at that. Like the letter that was sent from Lysa. You know, to put to you know put this on the the Lannisters, right? And then I wonder too, so so now Sir Matt, you you'll probably remember cuz you've been reading more of the uh later books than I have. Did Yeah, um, right, yeah, hold on, right here. I'm I I'm I'm close I'm I'm pulling up on YouTube the the thing here. So in the okay. show, right, um you know John or uh they have Sansa, right? You have you have Littlefinger, you have mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Liza, Aaron, and Sansa, and they're in the they're in like the main room, right, with the moon door, mm-hmm. and yeah. she's like attacking Liza, Aaron's attacking Sansa because she thinks that Sansa wants to get with Baelish because she knows Baelish loves Sansa, uh, and she mm-hmm. says, you know, she's um she's like you'd love you'd love her daughter, you know, before you'd love me. Um, she's uh, just like her brothers. You'll never, uh, you'll never, uh, you know, know her, know her love. She's like, I, um, I lied for you. I killed for you. Why did you mm-hmm. bring her here? You know, why? She's like, send her away. And then little finger, yeah. and then little finger, you know, goes up to her, um, and kind of cons- you know, consoles her before he, um, you know, Sparta's her through the moon door. You know, this is yeah. this is Sparta. You know, kind of right, yeah. <laughs> throws yeah. her out the, yeah. out the moon door. Yeah, big goofy kicked her. Uh, yeah, I think so he just, my he question, just pushes her. Yeah. So I'm really glad you remembered that because I don't remember uh, that at all. Actually, I was. Yeah. You know, I, so, I, so my, yeah, I'm. I'm in the wiki. It says it's in a storm of swords. Is when is when storm um, swords. Okay. So when that confession kind of kind of comes out. Yeah, storm of swords, uh, chapter eighty, Sansa seven. Um, nice. And so I think I'm fairly certain that 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 chapter is is Littlefinger explaining to Sansa what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question because and I well, I'd have to go look at that that chapter again myself. But the um, is it not then that you know John Aaron is is he's um, she maybe she's had these feelings for years, right? Right. She's also probably willing to do whatever for for Littlefinger. But is it the Lannisters, right, that approach Littlefinger, right? Because he has. Question. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, right. that we that we don't know because we still don't know, you know, if if Littlefinger is the one who is. Because uh, the timing is kind of is kind of odd, right? You know, it's the idea that like he and Stannis are going to visit all the bastard children of Robert. Mm-hmm. They have the book, you know, and so the Lannisters want him dead. Well, and then maybe you use Littlefinger, right, to talk to Lysa, you know, and and convince her and whoever to um poison her father or her uh, right. her husband 
you know? So that's awesome, man, because I was sitting here thinking to myself, I was just like, wait, you know, when I read that whole bit about her son, and, and you can see this theme of her just being super, uh, you know, concerned really only about her son's safety and just keeping him close. And uh, and, and then I'm guessing, too, you know, from, from uh, what you had just said with the Storm of Swords situation, I'm guessing Littlefinger, right, makes some promise to come to her later. That's why she's not settling on any any suitor, right? Mm-hmm. All these different suitors are, are, are near at hand and, and wanting to, you know, um, marry her and bed her and all that kind of stuff. And, and they really um, don't, uh, she doesn't settle on, 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 on any of them. Yeah. So she's still waiting for Littlefinger, right? Yeah. So, okay, cool beans. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that, uh, brought that up. Cause I, again, I did not remember that at all. I thought it was still kind of a mystery as to who, you know, who actually had? Because uh, you look at it like right, it's his squire. You have his squire. You have his wife in the mix. You've got the Lannisters in the mix. You've got all these different people. Um, you know cons- th- that uh, conspiring or, or p- potentials who could have killed uh, John Aaron, and it's sort of what starts the whole thing. So it's this murder yeah. mystery. Yeah. Okay. So right here. So I, 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 this is from this is just the synopsis uh, from the wiki here, uh-huh. and I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to find it in the chapter. So just so we have that context here. So yeah. Yeah. So in chapter 80 of A Storm of Swords, what happens is Sansa is brought um, right to, you know, to the Vale. It's snowing. Mm-hmm. It's snowing outside. Um, you know, she, she or, you know, she's she's at the Erie. Sorry. Um, she she goes outside. It's snowing. That's where she finds um, she's building that castle. Right. This the snow castle. Um, yeah. Like a Winterfell, a Winterfell type thing. And what ends up hap- happening is. um Littlefinger shows up and he uh, kisses her, right? And Sansa's kind of yeah. shocked by it. She doesn't. She doesn't want him to do it. Um, she makes him stop. And then a younger Robert Aaron kind of approaches and interrupts them. He, he, you know, that's when he kind of destroys the, the snow castle. Um, right. And what's happening is that Sansa's brought before Liza, and Liza is, you know, because he has like a seizure, um, and so mm-hmm. and so Liza, uh, you know is you know demanding you know why you know about the, about the kiss right oh you kissed him you're trying to steal him away so it's the same type of a thing um and 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 uh yeah same thing that's where he kills her too it goes down the same way shows her out the moon door but she says um Liza bordering on insanity reveals how she had persuaded John Aaron to get Littlefinger his first post um mm-hmm. and how she had uh he uh she had done as he as he said when Peter told her to put the tears of lice in her husband's wine. He also had her write uh the letter to her sister falsely naming the Lannisters as John Aaron's murderers. Uh Peter promises never to leave her side again and, and as she falls into his arms he tells her he has only lo- ever loved one woman, Cat, and then he shoves her out the moon door. He calls for the guards yeah. and accuses uh Marillion of killing his wife. Right, yeah, yeah. Dude, so so my question is, we're just derailing this whole chapter. Discussion no, we're, we're no, fine. we're rabbit, no, we're rabbit holding it because this is this is important stuff right here. I mean, this is it oh, all. This is gr- it all ties together. It's all you know. Oh, it totally does. Well, and, and my thing is, I was doing a little digging here as as you were uh, doing digging there as well. Um, yeah, it hundred percent is Lysa. I totally forgot this, but because uh, I don't remember, I don't even remember that in the in the in the in the series, the HBO series. I don't even mm-hmm. you 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 know. Um, had brought that up. So, so my question is then: Does she falsely name? So she falsely names the Lannisters. Is she instructed to name the Lannisters, or did she just do that on her own? Uh, you know? My guess is that yeah, he he also had her write the letter to her sister, falsely naming the Lannisters, so that he he so knew. he did he knew yeah yeah 
Okay. Well, then, then, then that makes me wonder. You know, like, so it's just Littlefinger. You yeah, know? he knows. He know. He knows that. Um, you know, he he uh, he. Yeah. But what does he know? <laughs> you know, like, you know that, you, it, it's it's literally raised about it. Uh, like, and I'm sorry. It's just it's just such a a vast. Uh, I I'm thinking now. Oh, oh gosh, so many think things are running through my head now about Littlefinger and, and his intentions, his motivations. Who's he working with? Who's he working for? Is he working for himself? You know, what's the whole uh, end game there? So, uh, yeah, you know, is it just coincidence? You know, all that kind of stuff. So. Anyways, I don't know, man. We're gonna. I'm not. I'm literally blown. I did not. Uh, did not remember any of that. So thanks for bringing that up. Hey, no prop. Um. Okay. So so that answer. Well, can I can I make the case then too that like part of um, you know, again, Littlefinger's persuasion. I'm just thinking it would be easier to persuade her if she thought that her husband was trying to, you know, um. Oh yeah, it says right here. Yeah, it's just, it's in the wiki as well that prevent John from sending Robert Aaron to Stannis Baratheon at Dragonstone. Um, you know, and I wonder too: is he sending? Is he also preparing to send Robert Aaron to Dragonstone because he's about to make, you know, a big, like 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 um, revelation to the king, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he and Stannis have been kind of talking, and perhaps he was ready to kind of present some of this stuff to um, King Robert, and so he's going to send his his heir, his son. Away where he's protected, you know what I mean? Right. I, that would kind of make some sense too. So. Right. Wow, this is awesome. This has been this is a better chapter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, anyways, personally. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, what else we got? So that I think we can move on now then to to the duel, Servardus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, so you have the duel. Um, and you know it's uh, you you know uh, in the show this is all kind of one scene. So take that kind of last little bit of last of the Tyrion chapter and this and kind of squeeze these squeeze these together but um here you know what, what ends up happening is that you know they say hey we're gonna we're gonna do this thing we already know that Bronn is gonna be the chapter or the champion excuse me and um you know the Servardus comes out and he's wearing full armor right he's got a kite shield which is like an enormous you know your enormous uh kind of long shield that's kind of like a in the bottom it's like a triangle so it's not like a, a flat thing um mm-hmm. and um you know braun is offered you know braun is offered a shield and he he says no he's just you know just got his he's got a, a one-handed sword uh servardus has a, like a double-edged um sword you know that uh, that john aaron had used for ceremonial occasions um right. right she says it's she thinks it's pretty fitting that he would only avenge lord aaron with his own blade uh, but catlin notices um you know servardus is somewhat uh He's not. He's not really comfortable with the sword, right? Yeah. Why would I mean? That's uh, again. That's some of the, the the craziness in this. The the pomp and circumstance of mm-hmm. like what lies has going on here. This this uh, I forget the name of that. To, the blackfish called it, but this this uh, this cr- this uh, might as well call it what it is. It's a shit show. It's a shenanigan. You know. Yeah. It's it is. It's it's nuts. Uh, so yeah, he's using that sword that that is awkward and and doesn't really you know not used to it right so. yeah and so um pretty much i mean pretty much uh what ends up happening so something so catlin then kind of remembers a fight um but i think we should just finish this fight and then come back to the fight she remembers mm-hmm. um so okay. anyway so since we talked about baelish right so you know baelish is a big a big mm-hmm. part of this and that he's referenced here so um anyway so in the fight between uh Bron and servardis um you know 
Braun, just like in the show, is like kind of running away, essentially. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's just kind of dodging and having this guy, um, you know, who's in full armor. You know, he gets he gets tired. He's he's swinging. He's not. Um, you know, he, he's missing a lot. He's slow. And so Braun can just kind of um, he hits him in like, I think, the knees and like the elbows. Right. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And the guy can't kind of see him because he's got a huge visor on. So it's hard. It's hard for him to do it. So what ends up happening is that um, Braun, you know, is able to stab him. Um, I think he stabs him right in the like in the face. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in, and uh, then he ends up. Yeah, you know, that's, that's it. That's that's kills him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he kills him. I mean, and it was it's interesting too. There there's like uh all these jests and different things being made at Braun for being, you know, a coward and all this kind of stuff. And it's 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 almost kind of sad for this was again a knight who didn't you know, he didn't originally want to fight because it was he thought it was just Tyrion, saw no honor in that. And um, you know, he's he's a little bit older too. So he's also like Braun's fifteen years younger, I think it says. And uh, just kind of kind of sad for him because he's even to the very end, it says that like Lysa gives him like one last command to finish this. And he's on a knee, like ready uh, probably just to yield. And uh, he's he's been beat and he rushes Braun, you know, um, tries tries to mm-hmm. use his shield to to pound him into that um, statue. And, and he's trying to follow Lysa's orders. But, you know, just can't handle it. Bronze bronze boss. He knows what he's doing. And, it, and it's it's crazy too because Catelyn remembers as you said that fight between um you know Baelish um and uh, Brendan Stark right but um before we get to that like she also she's seen a lot of men fight mm-hmm. you know and and she this Bron guy she's there's a she said there's a reason why he survived you know the mountain clan uh, yeah. uh, attacks so because he's He's a boss. Yeah, and so. you know it's and it's interesting. Braun is is a character that um, you know, we, and we I think we talked about this a week or two ago. Um, that Gur, when Gur was kind of like, yeah, I just kind of wrote this guy, and then he ended up living and living yeah. and and living. Get, and yeah, living. yeah. And this is yeah. <laughs> this is it's a cool fight. It's actually kind of an underrated fight, I would argue. You know, a lot of people when you think about some of the best fights in in the series, you know, this is it's still it's still a really cool it's a cool fight. It's done mm-hmm. well in the show. It's done well in the books. Um, yeah, you know, and Braun, who's kind of a sellsword, you know, beats this knight. He, you know, he beats he he beats you know mm-hmm. Servardus, who's who's a knight, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it, it it's pretty neat. It's also really well described too, like like his armor, what he was wearing, mm-hmm. you know, what both of them are wearing. It's it's uh, the build up for it's pretty pretty huge. So, uh, but yeah, back to the the fight between Baelish though, right? I mean, to put it simply, uh, Catelyn kind of tries to persuade Brendan from. Uh, um, is that his name? I forget. that that is Brandon. his name, right? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon uh, Stark. Yeah, from from uh, killing uh, Baelish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she doesn't want him killed completely, um, but he doesn't give up. You know, even when he's like beat back into like the waters, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, and you know, and 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 he, you know, he gets that big slash. I mean, that's you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty much over before it begins, right? I mean, he. You know, he he slashes. Um, you know, he goes in that huge scar that he still carries to this day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, well, they thought it was gonna. They thought it would kill him, right? Mm-hmm. And and he actually is up with the maesters. Her father, what forbids her from, you know, going uh, to see him? But I think Lysa does, right? So mm-hmm. back to Lysa. Uh, you know, and she she does sneak up there, and that makes me. You remember he he was kind of. Um, I don't. Know, I don't. I don't. I don't when at what point did they hook up again, Lysa and and Littlefinger? Didn't they hook up and he thought it was Cat? 
You know? Well, yeah, he think. Well, we don't know. I don't know if that's ever confirmed. Right. Um, but yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he tells everyone he hooked up with Cat, but he believe, but it t- may have actually been, may have actually been Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa, you know, yeah. and I'm thinking about this, um, where she is remembering, you know, the fight that they had, that Bra- mm-hmm. Brandon and and little and Littlefinger had. Um, yeah, you know, the fight was. Uh, Almost over as soon as it began, Brandon was a man grown. He drove Littlefinger all the way across the bailey and down the water stair, um, raining steel on him with every step until the boy was staggering and bleeding from a dozen wounds. Yield, he called, more than once. Uh, but Peter would only shake his head and fight on um, grimly. When the river was uh, you know, lapping at their ankles, Brandon finally ended it with a brutal backhand cut that cut Peter's rings and leather into the into the soft flesh below the ribs. So deep, the Catelyn was certain that it was mortal. Um, he looked at her as he fell and murmured, Cat. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you know, what's interesting, what I'm thinking about the show, though. So there is a scene that is in the show where Littlefinger is in the brothel with Roz, the, the, the um, whore yeah. who comes from the north that's not in the books. Um, yeah. and there's like this, that really odd scene where he's teaching her how to, you know, make it look good with the other whore, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. Sir Ezra's favorite scene. And I was going to say odd, <laughs> odd scene or great scene. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> and so he's explaining this event in that scene because yeah. I, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm rewatching the show right now and I'm, uh, and so I'm thinking, I think I was like, yeah, why is this in here? Well, it's because Catelyn doesn't explain this. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also, you know. To have that kind of a scene in there but at the same time yeah. that's a way for them to to do it differently without her just remembering it and you know but i don't know Dif- just different different approaches i suppose yeah yeah absolutely okay um well i think that um i mean at the at the end of this we should talk just briefly i think at the end um once once braun is has uh you know won uh mm-hmm. essentially Tyr- Tyrion has won he's won his freedom Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Robert still wants to see him fly, but uh, but Lysa has to kind of, you know, um, she, she has to, you know, obey, you know, the, the, the promise or it was it was a neat part two where the septum was kind of holding his his um, whatever that is, that crystal sphere up to. And mm-hmm. they do the whole, you know, uh, bit about this. this is a legit trial Tyrion's between these two men, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, the gods have, have seen fit to proclaim him innocent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have no choice but to free him. Yep. So. Yeah. And then she says, you know, take my Lord Lannister uh, out of my sight. Um, and she says, you know, pretty much good luck on the on the on the road. Right. Yeah. On the high road. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say in the show, as when Tyrion's walking out, he like flips his uh, he, he like, you know, he he, he does a little, t- uh, you know, like kind of backhand toss to uh, of um, his mm-hmm. gold to uh, Mord. Mord. Which yeah. is really cool, and I don't. It's not in here, but I just just yeah. look, just that little flair, right? That adds that kind of cockiness to to Tyrion that, that I think we all yeah. love. So, yeah, I imagine it's still happening. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So, but now, uh, yeah, and so so definitely treacherous. But there's a uh, there's a tough path ahead. So he'll mm-hmm. have to figure out what to do on the high road. So, uh, okay, I think. Uh, well, I mean, gosh, guys, we we literally. I mean, at least for for myself. Uh, Kind of already provided a bunch of cool connections, mm-hmm. ones that I I had forgotten and, and was unaware of. So yeah, um, that is that is awesome. See those those chapters with um, Peter Baelish and and uh, Lysa. The only thing I really ever 
was was paying close attention to. I've never really liked or, or paid much attention to their relationship, and I always found Cat and Lysa kind of. I don't know. I I don't really like 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 Cat's chapters can be kind of cool, but I was really looking at Sansa's story, and I always you know hyper focused on on that, and I don't I didn't remember that at all. So um, really glad we we discussed that because it's got me thinking about probably fifteen different things concerning um, like the Lannisters and just their they're plotting in that whole situation. That's it's such a great way for uh, the whole series to kind of start off, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just with with the murder there, the the all so many lies, mm-hmm. you know, so many falsehoods, so many mis- so many bits of misdirection, and that kind of leads me into our uh, send a raven here. Uh, so I think we had Sir Gibbs this week kind of send us something about fire and blood um he just sort of said so just finished my listen through um fire and blood holy crap that was a very well written book took a couple keynotes away on uh, my first listen through uh did anyone catch the three dragon egg reference how could we not three eggs were mentioned quite frequently uh for numerous chapters i'm seriously leaning towards them being the three uh that danny receives as a wedding present um they were already in part of the world for 200 plus years. I firmly believe that Gurr uh, finally um, answered that question for us loyal fans. Where do those dragon eggs come from? I am blown away by the ability um, that George has to give us all that information uh, where we can solve the puzzle um, when, we str- when it's strewn out on the table, yet he masterfully uh, throws enough doubt where we cannot trust the sources. And again, that's one of the things I was struggling with this week. So so there you go, yeah. Uh, never have I read a book and questioned the events that take place in a story until A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, so much controversy accompanied by so much lack of evidence or uh, an explosion of too much evidence. Uh, if part one includes so much information, then we as fans have have to deduce the that the next installment will ride possibly to the end of Robert's Rebellion, question mark. However, I seriously would love... Uh, the ability to finish a Song of Ice and Fire series before he comes out with part two of Fire and Blood. Agreed. One last thing. Who, yeah, agreed here too, yeah. Uh, who the hell is Mushroom and why the hell uh, do they keep this guy around for so long? Uh, maybe he's a double agent, much as Littlefinger. Hmm. So many answers with um, now twice as many new questions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was thought that was a good kind of fit in um with uh, our discussion of fire and blood, and and even um, some the, the bit about uh, John Aaron, he brings up some good thoughts here about uh, the the dragon eggs, you know. And um, you have a theory, I know that you're working on, Sir Matt, about mm-hmm. some dragon eggs and different things, um, which we'll save. I don't want to spoil, and yeah. uh, you know, so yeah. Uh, and then mushroom, the whole bit about mushroom. We'll talk probably more about about that and his and his sort of um, relationship. You know, <laughs> who is he and 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 how does he? You know, why are we counting him as a legitimate source? You know, of information. It's just it's radical. You know, not as uh, he's an interesting fella. So yeah, I mean, I, about I don't know. I think, I think what too. mushroom says is true. Okay, I think he's he's, he's I, he provides a, a different source that I think isn't from the seat of these high yeah. maesters. So maybe that's the right. way you should be perceived. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it, it's crazy. Like you you sometimes have too many different explanations that you just don't even know. Well, who do I go with here? You know, like like which one do I kind of you know settle on? So uh, it's fantastic. 
Um, okay, and then we also got just uh, James Hunter saying, um, talked about our last Black Council. Great show, guys. Uh, I don't know um, what it is about these these smaller tales that really grabbed me. I really hope uh, we get more. The Battle of the River was awesome. So this was between um, Long Inch and uh, Sir Duncan the Tall. Sir Lucas Longinch, uh, and he fight right outside of uh, Lady Weber's um, keep there. And he said the Battle of the River was awesome, but I would like, uh, but what I like about it was that it's nothing. O- it's not over the top. Uh, there's no dragons or giants right. um, that show up at the last second. Just two knights that fight in a river. One dies, one drowns. Simple and straightforward. Yeah, and uh, I think that's why we like it too. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what we've said. It's it's. It's kind of a more smaller day to day kind of life tale, you know. I mean, the next now the next Duncan Egg book gets a little more grand, um, mm-hmm. and the first one I think is a little more grand. This one is the one out, out of the out of the three that is just kind of straightforward, you know, just tiny yeah. little tiny little tale. Right. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So if you haven't had a chance to read that, uh, definitely go go check it out. Our Black Council episode is up. Uh, for you guys to listen to. So uh, I think that's it. Again, Sir Matt and I are figuring out the uh, Send a Raven bit, so we'll have more on that, um, you know, uh, throughout the week here once, once we kind of figure out what we're what we're doing uh, with the old Discord chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be coming soon. Um, you know, just we're still just working out a little of the uh, kinks there and uh, have um, either one enormous uh patreon green dreams episode coming or two ones i think i'm trying to find i think they're somewhat connected so it may just be one but we'll see so gotcha that sounds good so all right well uh we want to thank you for playing the game of thrones in our next episode we will be discussing chapter 41 john 5 yeah uh if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write a review leave a comment or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com Uh, We will see you in a week, and remember, in the words of House Martell, uh, unbent, unbowed, and unbroken.